Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 395. Take my company values, make them a tool, use those values, use your mission statement, your vision statement, your purpose statement to support the values and to support a work environment that does not accept harassment, right? This is, this is us going further. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. There is no time to waste in the restaurant business, especially when an opportunity comes up and you need extra capital. Cabbage created a simple, flexible way to get a line of credit of up to $150,000, apply online, and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash unstoppable, and you'll get a $100 gift card when you qualify. That's cabbage with a K. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Increase return visits by 200% with five stars. Five stars helps you build a database of your customers spend and visit behaviors. Five stars also helps you stay continually connected by automatically sending personalized offers and rewards. To learn more, head over to get.fivestars.com slash unstoppable or use promotional code unstoppable. And when you set up a demo, five stars will send you a $25 gift card to some of their favorite retailers like Target, Starbucks, Home Depot, and more. What are you waiting for? Get on it. With excitement, allow me to welcome back on the show for the third time, Rudy Mick. My man, Rudy, are you feeling unstoppable today? I am so unstoppable, Eric. It's, <laughs> yes. It's great, it's great to be back. Oh, charm. It's, this is going to be the third, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time you're back, Rudy, because I just, I don't know, something yeah. about you, man. You're a good dude, and I want to be around you. So, uh, <laughs> Rudy, like wow. I said, has been on the show three times. This is his third time. You can check out episode 181, which really kind of dives into his story and how he got into the industry. Then episode 358, uh, where he ent- answers some viewer or listener questions. So do check those episodes out. I'm not going to get too much into detail with the introduction, but you should know uh, Rudy has been in the industry for over 40 years and has pivoted his work to focus on successful startups, uh, performance improvements, and the growth of restaurants, resorts, and any other food service operation. And you can learn more about Rudy at Mick.com. That's Mick with two eyes, M-I-I-C-K.com. All right, so that's the introduction. Like always, Rudy, we got to, we got to get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? My mantra continues to be be well, uppercase B. Be on purpose, be focused, be present, and do it really well. There's be no well. <laughs> I love that whole concept of just being well, and there's no better time for me to come clean and tell you that I've taken a little piece of that be well that you've shared with me and I I've been writing be well and do good to people and I hope you don't mind that I I I just liked it so much a Rudy wrote me saying hey I'm thinking about uh changing my sign off to uh be well what do you think I'm like that's awesome that's really awesome and it made it it, it encouraged me 
to, to step it up a bit too. I love it. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> not, not at all. As the old saying goes, imitation is the best form of flattery. Right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'll be sure to give you credit whenever it's I can. Great stuff, <laughs> so uh, Rudy is here today uh, because honestly, like we mentioned, I just like having him around. Uh, he, he just sets off that mentor uh, presence about him. Like he's just screams mentor, screams somebody who cares and he just has great knowledge. So I said, Rudy, I want to have you back on the show, uh, whatever you want to talk about. And this is a direction I want to take the show, uh, getting people who have developed real relationships with, get them back on the show so we can learn from them together. And I gave Rudy free range of my platform. And he said he would love to talk about harassment because of what's going on in our industry today with harassment, how we're hopefully moving away from the old ways of that brigade and just like really uh, that tough love. Uh, and there's been some issues recently in the news. We probably touch on real quick. And then we're going to talk about uh, the solutions and things you can do in your business to move away from allowing harassment to happen. Uh, so who knows where we'll end up. I'm learning just like you guys are. Rudy's the, he's the, the host today. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the student. I'm just here to ask some questions and learn with you guys. So Rudy, um, where do you want to start, man? Take it away. Well, you, you alluded Eric to recent press events and for, to me, what, what hit like a brick is in the last few weeks with the Harvey Weinstein, um, breakthrough and harassment in Hollywood, we've watched numbers of leaders around the country kind of step into this issue. Uh, most recently in the restaurant industry, unfortunately, John Besh from Besh Restaurant Group just acknowledged challenges and a decision to step down for a while, at least to take care of family and focus and um, there are other stories like that around the country. And having been an operator since the 70s, uh, being a young guy in the 70s, uh, I'm sure and quite positive I was part of this as well in the, in the early years. And, and if we own the process of how has har- harassment been part of our restaurant culture um, over decades – maybe longer than decades. It just felt to me like this is a really big topic. It's um, kind of a elephant in the room. We would call it a moose in the room. And why not start having an open dialogue about this now? Mm -hmm. And, and even more, uh, what can we do to circumvent it, to stop it, to create a culture that is celebratory uh, of our team rather than harassing or hostile. Yeah. And it's kind of like a double edged sword. I think one of the things I love about this industry is how loose it is, how I feel like how pe- people can be transparent and can be themselves. Uh, and they don't really have much of a filter, which is a great thing about this industry. But at the same time, uh, you're opening up a lot of potential uh, disagreements or people being sensitive towards certain subjects. And, it's weird because we, we want to move in that direction of being taken seriously, right? Like everyone's always saying like, this is a real career. Like this is hard work and we are professionals. But then on the other hand, it's like, but there's no hold bars when it comes to how you hold and, you know, present yourself to your guests and to other employees. Do you pick up one and put them down? 
Sure. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. And, you know, I think that one of the pieces that's coming out of the national media, um, regardless of venue, is that, okay, well, first Hollywood got named as a blame industry. Um, I, I certainly think the world of hospitality, restaurants specifically, are part of that as well. But more and more, the dialogue, and this ties probably to glass ceiling, it ties to a lot of issues that we just have been unconscious to of harassment, hostile work by accident or intention is, it's it's across industry boundaries. Mm -hmm. There's probably not an industry that isn't involved in it in some way, shape or form. And to your point, I, I always sit with, because of the intensity of restaurants, because of alcohol being served in some states, marijuana being beginning to be a product, uh, do those, does that environment uh, add to the credence and the process? I, I think all of those are, I wonders, not, not as much as uh, they're absolutely the cause of. I think the root cause comes no different than the Weinstein story of power, of privilege, of quid pro quo. Give me this for that. You want this? I'll give me that and you can get it. Right. Mm-hmm. So the essence of. So I guess let's start diving. We talked about what we're going to be talking about today, basically mm-hmm. the issue with harassment, but really yeah. dive into why harassment can eat your organization up from the inside out. Why is this something we need to really try to be proactive about preventing? Well, certainly at, from a really purely pragmatic place, the, in the history of harassment since the early 90s, certainly the mid-90s, regardless of state, harassment, hostile work environment, and wrongful termination – are the big three lawsuits that will just bring your company, regardless of size, bring your company to its needs, right? Um, In California, in uh, New York, in Florida, uh, a harassment case that goes to court and is lost was easy, a quarter of a million dollars. Now the press is looking at like $350,000 to $500,000 minimum, if I lose a case. Wow. So, in, you know, there's a motivation right there. So from the, bigger, the, the pragmatic the standpoint, company, the bigger the number. Right? Yeah, exactly. So from that pragmatic standpoint, like legal expenses, like you, I mean, that shouldn't be the reason why you, you're doing the, taking the, you know, the actions to do the right thing, but it's definitely something to consider and look at like John Bash, for example, uh, such a respected restaurant group. How many restaurants? Like over 10 restaurants, right? Different concepts. So we're talking multi, 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 multi billion dollar restaurant group uh, with the lives of so many lives being affected are underneath that umbrella. One incident, right? I can't even imagine the legal expenses that they're going to be dealing with. Uh, And then you just having him step down and he's like the, the figure of the restaurant group. Like what, you know, there's just so the reputation alone. I feel like is enough reason to take action and to put things in place to prevent harassment. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think the reputation piece, I mean, the whole process becomes one 
that the word that comes out for me is sad. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. And in earlier decades and earlier times, uh, you know, maybe we plead ignorance. Oh, I, I wasn't aware. I didn't know, but um, there's no excuse now. And, and currently there's plenty of information out. So, I think the way to shift this and if we move from the sad event of this occurring and people stepping away from their reputations uh, and the pragmatic of look, just look at the numbers and the numbers are equally frustrating. The much, much bigger dialogue is how do we treat each other with dignity, with respect, with no harassment, how do we create a culture that is not hostile or not kind of us versus them? And there are actions and tools and I th- that we can put in place that really, really work. Um, to me, that that's where we're best served for the audience today to spend the majority of our time or certainly the balance of our time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before we, we move on to what to do, the actions we can take. Is there something you want to add? Am I cutting you off? No, no, no. It's okay. So bef- before we move on to those action items, the things we can do in our restaurant today to move in the right direction, I feel like we're being uh, assumption. We're, we're assuming that our listeners know what we mean by harassment. So can you just in like 10 seconds, like, like list off, like the things we're talking about that, that, that comes to harassment without spending too much time, but just being really specific. So like there is, so we're not being too assumption assumptuous. Is that a word? Assumptuous? Yeah. yeah if we're not making too many assumptions, yeah. probably just change the tense of the word. Yeah. Uh, well, two or three. I, 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 I don't want to, um, uh, like, well, in 15 or 20 seconds, here are two or three big issues. Yeah. First and foremost is quid pro quo, which is this for that, trading this for that. You give me this, you do this, and I will give you that. Mm -hmm. Comes out of a a place of power or um, um, impact that says, I have something you don't. You give me something, I will give you uh, something in return. Mm -hmm. So in any sort of dialogue like that, uh, it's absolutely illegal. Just hundred mm-hmm. percent bang done. Okay. Um, another headline example is regardless of gender, if one person comes up to another and offers uh, a suggestion, uh, an action, a sexual innu- innuendo, uh, again, a job, whatever it might be, but if especially let's stay with uh, sexual innuendo or hostile work uh, innuendo, if I am approached by anyone of any gender with some suggestion that is not acceptable to me, I simply need to say, please stop. This is unacceptable behavior and um, we're done. Mm-hmm. Is that harassment? No, it's not officially however if it happens again 
a, key, a piece can be construed very strongly that that is harassment because I made myself very clear. I think that's another good point. Not to suggest it's ever okay to be harassed by somebody being openly sexual towards you, but yeah. you also need to protect yourself. This is happening to you by, by saying something and making it clear uh, so you can protect yourself. Yeah. Is that a safe statement? Yeah, absolutely. And so those two examples that I just named certainly are part of some companies' cultures. It's acceptable or it's not acceptable. What about just straight up teasing? Where does that fall in? Like just calling somebody names or like really not letting well, somebody go to rest? Well, this is this is where I was going to go is, yep. is a third big area is that even if something's not being said to me, but the general environment around me or around us is such that I hear um, uh, out of context jokes. I hear untasteful jokes. I hear something that offends me uh, or attacks someone, if you will, or is quid pro quo. Just the aspect of having that in the surrounding dialogue excuse me, an energy of the culture is ultimately that shifts could be harassment, could certainly be hostile. In either of those cases, um, it's unacceptable behavior, Mm -hmm. right? So there are other areas in both federal and state laws that are included in this dialogue. And Certainly that, you know, one big action step that can be taken, and unfortunately a lot of companies have this, but is to put uh, legal um, verbiage in our team member or employee handbooks and make sure that that information is gone over in training, not just, oh, the verbiage is in the handbook, but that we literally cover that information and make in no uncertain terms, this is unacceptable uh, behavior in our restaurant, in our company. Okay. Period. Before I forget to ask, is there a place my listeners can, can go to right now if they wanted to, to get that verbiage or do you need to seek out a professional? Like, is there a place where you can just get the verbiage and just like copy and paste it into your handbook? You can, you can absolutely get the verbiage now on Google yeah. by uh, looking at state and federal harassment. Um, if you go to the MIC website, M-I-I-C-K.com website, we'll actually have some posts, some material posted, verbiage posted. Okay. And in between now this afternoon and Friday, yeah. uh, maybe I'll get the links from you so we can have those in the show notes. This is episode 395 and not to, to draw attention away from what Rudy has to offer, but I'm pretty sure any state, uh, restaurant association would be able to help you connect yeah, with a lawyer resources so if we back up any state association or the nra as well national restaurant association would have that verbiage available beautiful this was supposed to be a 30 second description of what harassment really is and five minutes later we're getting back to where we were which is totally okay yeah. by me because there was totally yeah. absolutely value added to yeah. that little bit of the conversation so let's get back to the things we can do starting today aside from putting that verbiage into our, our operations manual what things can we do today to protect ourselves and to create that restaurant that doesn't have to worry so much about harassment well before we go there i want to say one more piece because i i would ask the listeners and really our whole industry 
is this latest um, wake-up call to harassment in hostile work environment, is this a fad or is it a trend? And, you know, is it going to just be another fly-by-night piece? Like I mentioned early, uh, in the, back in the 90s, harassment took a huge step up uh, as important in our industry, and it's continued to be so. Um, at the same time, it's sat quietly in the background. Is this a trend? Is this dialogue and this issue a trend? I think so. I think there's no going back. Mm-hmm. My, my sense is that we're at a uh, break point where a tipping point, if you will, that says, wake up, pay attention, not only get this verbiage from the restaurant associations or from our attorneys, but put training in place, put some tool sets in place and make our culture, our business culture, one that absolutely stops uh, harassment or hostile work environment. So from that place, yeah, are there tools? Are there things we could do? hundred percent. I'm going to say, and I agree with you 100% that it is absolutely a trend. And I think it's a good trend uh, that we're moving away from the ways of the past and really embracing uh, purpose-driven organizations, culture-driven organizations. Uh, for, for the first reason, the competition's way too stiff now. Uh, if you want the best employees, you need to be the best employer. And the, the food has hit a ceiling. You're like I feel like food can't get much better because of how easy we can get information to learn how to do these incredible things in our restaurants. So the next level or the next stage of evolution is how well do you treat your your guests and your inner guests, your employees, and right. and, th- and that's the next stage of evolution for restaurant operators is going that next level, taking care of their people. And the other thing, people are way too smart today. People know their rights. People know what they can get away with. Whereas before people would just allow themselves to get bulldozed over. But now people know that like, if I'm not being treated a certain way, like I have rights and people are way more, way more likely today to speak up because they know their rights than they ever were likely or disagree or, well, no, I don't disagree, but I, I would, I would say that the statement you just made is, a pretty privileged statement. I, I, it's obvious to those of us that know that our team has rights. Yeah. And that a woman or a man, young man, young woman should not have to put up with being treated either in a quid pro quo place or uh, something that feels tenuous or, or harassing uh, or hostile. At the same time, you and I are both white males, and we have the an awful lot of privilege right in front of us. Yeah. There, I use those words to just say, "Well, duh," you know. More so, I mean, there there is a slippery slope here yeah. of making sure we have a dialogue, and that our companies do have dialogues around what is harassment, what is hostile work environment, how do we have a healthy culture. First, have the dialogue. Second, how do we create safe space in the work environment so that regardless of color, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of religious background, regardless of gender, um, I feel safe to ask a question. I feel safe to say, please stop this behavior. 
Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. Thanks for pointing that out. Well, I thank you. Absolutely. My- so, <laughs> you know, so again, that comes then back full circle to dialogues that we've had previously around purpose, around values, right? Do we have explicit values around open communication? Do we have values about treating each other with respect, with dignity? Um, uh, to me, those are two examples that are way more important than, and, and if we have those in place, values like loyalty and trust are outcomes, right? That trust and loyalty come from the ability to, to be heard, the ability to uh, share my truth uh, with you. And you may have a different truth, but we actually figure out what is a common you know, where can we join? Hey, mm-hmm. this behavior is unacceptable. Let's join there. Yeah. So right. it sounds like we're at the point now where we've identified that there's definitely an issue uh, and we're moving into the solutions and values, trust, loyalty, that kind of look sounds like it's in the world of cultural. Um, I mean, where are we starting into providing the solution now? Is, is that what you've, that, that's what, that's what I'm sure hearing. I mean, as you're asking the questions you've asked, as we made the hypothesis of should I feel safe, right? How, how do we take an open door policy even further? So what if, what if somebody's working in a position and probably some of the listeners are that the manager themselves is the person doing harassing or the man, the manager themselves is the person that is telling the off color jokes, Mm -hmm. right? What our president calls locker room talk. Yeah. Um, What is, so where do I go? What happens if the very uh, boss manager leader that I'm supposed to talk to is the very person by accident or by ignorance, the culprit, the culprit. Absolutely. Right. So having a line in the handbook about who to go see or who to do an end around in my experience, isn't enough. Okay. So what is enough? Well, if more and more what we, and what we've tried to do through firsthand experience with all this is to literally create a workspace that is safe so that beyond open door that has its own threats, I'll call it, um, that there is the ability to talk about anything openly at any given moment. We would, so creating safe space, (coughs) we actually have a, a tool set around communication that is registered, amazingly enough, as safe space. So if we set that tool aside for a second and simply talk about some of the components, what, an example would be one element of safe space is to name the proverbial elephant in the room. We call it naming the moose in the room. Okay. Right? So, wow, this doesn't feel comfortable to me. Is this harassment? This doesn't feel comfortable to me. Uh, we sh- I, I need it to stop, right? 
So, um, or wow, I just heard this or saw this behavior. What can I do to be of support in order to make it stop? Right. So, so naming the elephant in the room, naming the 800 pound gorilla is a great place to start. However, what happens from that? You know? Yeah. Um, Another, another piece is, is to actually acknowledge that a manager's truth or one team member's truth, if it's a male and female, the male's truth is, hey, I'm just joking. The, the female or the harassed person, uh, regardless of gender, again, the harassed person may say, this is absolutely unacceptable. Well, so there's an example of two truths. Each hold merit, and is there a company truth that we've defined through okay. our values? Or is there, if it's not a company truth, is there a greater truth of, wait, if I feel harassed, does that have more credence than, hey, I'm just kidding? And to be able to have a dialogue around that that is safe. Do I have a, a, a manager, a team leader? a vice president, a woman, a man. Uh, and uh, there are some really amazing services out there, 1-800 services that are able to, I'm able to pick up the phone and say, is this harassment? Or here's what I'm feeling. What do we do? Or what can be done? And I can get support in a company through that. That would be another example of safe space. So and I just want to make sure I want to understand, I want to make sure I understand correctly. So, uh, creating that safe space, you need to identify, use the words that, uh, express what could potentially happen, the scenario and identify how your company feels about that scenario. So when it comes up, there's yeah. agreed upon, uh, this is what we believe. And if it's, yeah, oh, and I, yeah. And, and again, beyond open door is the ability for someone to say, as opposed to staying silent, and just going, oh, boys will be boys, or just completely silent, and what do I do, right? The dialogue in, internally is, what do I do now? This doesn't feel safe. Uh, that, in fact, the alternative is bring my voice up. So do I call, do, does my company, does my restaurant have a 1-800 number, uh, harassment service? Do we have... Uh, safe space in place as a tool set? Uh, do we have values that support and create an open dialogue so that this person is able, the person confronted is able to actually not stay silent, but actually speak up mm. and raise the issue? Absolutely. So it sounds like the safe space, a lot of what we're talking about right now boils down to culture. Uh, what is your culture? What kind of space are you creating for your employees? And I feel like it's something that seems really obvious, but uh, so often we we have this this image or this idea of what our culture is, and then we have the reality of what our culture is. And that reality is what's actually happening. What jokes are being told this week? How do people feel? And I feel like we don't pay attention to what's actually happening because we've committed to writing it down someplace, but that's not actual reality. Uh, Do you want to speak to that at all? Well, I think, you know, first of all, yes to what you just said. And a great example of what you're alluding to is 
is another element of safe space as a registered tool set. What is my intention? What is the impact? Mm. Oh, I'm just cutting a joke. Oh, I'm just being sarcastic. Uh, no, the impact is one that is creating uh, an unsafe work environment or a harassing scenario. So intention at some point, intention be darned, impact is what matters. Mm-hmm. So I can forget once, and I think this becomes part of the trending rather than the fad, is, and, and part of the dialogue that we as operators have to have with our teams is, no, this stuff is serious. And so if little sarcastic barbs or little innuendo or jokes that are uh, elusive to something sexual or just barbs, yeah. um, I can know that, hey, from this day forward, that stuff is unacceptable. Intention impact. Yeah. So it doesn't and- matter what your intention was. It matters what actually was the result of that intention, uh, which is the impact, how people feel and what their reaction to your whatever you did is. Make no mistake in a work environment. That's true. Okay. Um, but did I cut you off? It sounded like no, you might have been. Not at all. Okay, cool. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsors. And when we come back, Rudy is going to talk to us about safe space. To be unstoppable, most restaurant owners require extra capital from time to time. When you need funding to renovate, buy equipment, or manage cash flow, you don't have time to track down financial statements or wait weeks for a decision. That's where Cabbage can help. Cabbage gives small businesses access to a line of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and you'll get a decision right away. Since Cabbage is a line of credit, you can take the exact amount you need. You never have to reapply to take out additional loans and you only pay for the funds you use. Cabbage has helped more than 100,000 businesses from every industry with over $3 billion in funding. Cabbage is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and was named a Forbes Top 100 company twice in a row. Check out Cabbage with a K dot com slash unstoppable and you'll get a $100 gift card when you qualify. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash unstoppable line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Have you heard of the 80-20 rule? Well, if you haven't, it states that for many events, roughly 80% of effects come from 20% of the causes. How does this apply to the restaurant industry? Roughly 80% of your total revenue comes from 20% of your customers. That 20%, well, those are your loyal customers. Five Stars helps you get more loyal customers and helps you strengthen the bond between existing loyal customers. This method is so effective that Five Stars users have reported up to 200% increase in revenue. Set up a demo today and learn about their two newest features. Word of mouth, which allows your guests to share the rewards they earn at your restaurant with their friends and network matching, where basically if you get a hundred customers to sign up, five stars will send you 100 new customers that have never been to your restaurant. To learn more, head over to get.fivestars.com slash unstoppable or use promotional code unstoppable. And when you see a demo, five stars will send you a $25 gift card to some of their favorite retailers like Target, Starbucks, Home Depot, and more. Get on it. We're back. 
And Rudy, why don't you tell us about some of the, the different elements of safe space? Right. Sure. Well, so so the first and, and it's a powerful place to play, right? The first is the first element of safe space as a tool set is to name the data. So, okay. hey, Eric, the joke you just told is to me unacceptable. I, I, I would prefer not to hear anything like that in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, data. That's hard facts. The truth. It, it, yeah. My experience is this. Your experience telling the joke may be different. Mm-hmm. So now we have part two. My truth, your, your experience, my truth, my experience, your truth, your experience. How do we get to a more clearly shared truth? And this is a place where the company needs to come in and say, well, what's tr- what's the bigger truth? So, and, and critical to this, now go back to the first step, track data, beware of story making or meaning making. I don't want to call you names. I don't want to say you're a jerk for telling a joke like that because jerk is going to create a fight. Mm-hmm. What I can say is, hey, I appreciate you. Appreciate the way we work together. What's unacceptable is that kind of humor. Please don't do it in front of me anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Got it. Um, That would be an example. And then amazingly enough, from my truth, my experience comes intention and impact. Do I want to be a party killer? No. Do I want to stop all the humor in the restaurant? No. At the same time, I don't want myself or my teammates uh, offended and just walk around numb. Yeah. Um, in, in reading your MySpace or sorry, safe space, uh, mm-hmm. document, you also make a point to use verbiage that isn't necessarily declaring things, but almost suggesting like not assuming you understand what that person is thinking, but like, this is my interpretation of what I experienced. Tell me mm-hmm. if I'm right. So a right. lot of that, uh, it reminds me of, you know, the first, uh, what is it? Uh, start with the end in mind is uh, Mm -hmm. one of those seven habits of highly effective people, right? Where you want great Covey quote. Yeah. Right. So I, I kind of picked up a lot of that school of thought of you want to end up someplace, a destination uh, where things are right. And you want to make it known up front that this is where I want to take this conversation. This is where I want to get. So right away you're diffusing any, uh, I guess, potential uh, conflict before there's conflict that happens. Yeah, I would agree. And I would say that if you've got Covey's seven habits of highly effective people in place, likely there is little or no harassment or hostile work. In place. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you've got safe space in place and you've got definitive values and we choose to use safe space to support those values, likely it's a harassment free environment. Cool. So Rudy, I I mean, you're the expert on this topic and we've had some great conversation up to this point, but I want to make sure that we we're touching everything that you wanted to cover in today's time. Um, so why don't you just list real quick, a couple more points you want to make, uh, and then we'll make sure we hit those things before wrapping up. So what have we covered so far? Uh, and what do you still want to talk about before we, we, I guess, wrap up some closing thoughts? Well, I think we've talked a little bit about national press, and bringing up the topic in the first place. 
we've talked about the question whether this is a fad or a trend. Yep. Talked about the history in our industry. We've talked about a handful of action steps we can do from team member training, walking through handbook verbiage, walking through what are examples of harassment. Mm-hmm. We talked about protecting uh, yourself legally. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about safe space and seven habits of highly effective people, which are tool sets, values. To me, this is a fairly, for an introduction dialogue, this is fairly um, um, complete. Mm -hmm. So are there any uh, actions we can take, any things we can do in our restaurant right now, today, to move in the direction uh, you know, changing our operations manuals, uh, change, shifting in culture. I mean, it's such a huge topic. There's no way to really yeah, boil it down no, in a couple of minutes. No doubt about I it. just want to make sure I'm leaving something for my listeners to go. That's something I can do tomorrow. Or this is a website I can well, go to tomorrow or a resource I can read tomorrow to really start taking strides in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I think three action steps could be done immediately for anybody listening. The first is go, if you don't have it in your handbook already, go get verbiage from your local state association on harassment in hostile work environment and get that put front and center in your handbook. That's first. Okay. Second, second is. Wait, time out. Time out. Before we go to number two, where do we go to get that verbiage? You could, again, you could go online to the local state Restaurant associations okay. or gotcha. to the NRA. Got you. And you have some stuff on your website. Is- and we'll have, uh, we'll have some excerpts available for people by the end of the day today cool. on, um, on Mick.com. And this episode is 395. Just in case I forget to mention it again, 395, head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 395. I'll have the links there. Number two, take it away, Rudy. Sorry, I cut you no, off. No, no, no. That's okay. It's, it's great stuff, Eric. You're, I, I love your uh, your heart and the clarity that you're working on for your listeners. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> it's always, it's what makes me excited to be on your show. Well, that, that um, means a lot, Rudy. Thank you very yeah. much. So if we've gotten this verbiage and we put it in place in our handbooks, that's still not enough. So number two, have a dialogue about, hey, This is important. Mm -hmm. And our intention is to have a hostile work environment free, uh, a free hostile work environment uh, uh, culture, free of sexual harassment, free of any sort of um, challenge like those two topics, right? Yep. And so what, and then the dialogue has to be, well, what does this verbiage mean? Because it's legalese and things like the three things I talked about, quid pro quo, um, uh, personal affronts, the, you know, having a conversation one time is not harassment. Having it two or three times is right. So what, what does the verbiage actually mean? Third, Third is to actually explore and talk further, which may be very uncomfortable for folks, is, well, what's an example? Who's felt like they've been harassed? What, whatever you're willing to share, share. Mm-hmm. What, you know? And even that may be too aggressive 
for some work groups and so be it. But the, the exploration of, with the caveat of, with whatever you're willing to share, here's the experience, right? And then last but not least is take my company values, make them a tool, use those values, use your mission statement, your vision statement, your purpose statement to support the values and to support a work environment that does not accept harassment, right? Awesome. This is, this is us going further. Yeah. Hearing you talk, it sounds a lot like you need to equip or equip your staff, uh, your team with the tools to defend themselves from you and your operation. Uh, and it kind of, it kind of is, it's counterintuitive to, to give them the upper hand, but really, I mean, I feel like that's what good people do. They, they take care of everybody else and make sure everyone else is okay. And it kind of reminds me of earlier what we said when I said, uh, you know, it's kind of today why this is more of a trend and not a fad is because people have the information more than they did before. And I think it's our responsibility to make sure they have that information. Um, well, and one so- of the things that I've seen time and again over the years is the word harassment. We may think we know the definition. I, I'm going to make the case. It's harassment is not much different than saying be professional is we need to take the time to actually define what harassment is and what harassment is not Mm -hmm. legally. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, then for an operator, whoever we are to have a dialogue as much to your point, as much from the team as me, the owner that says, here's how we define this issue and what we stand for. You know, are we willing to say, hey, no more sideways barbs, no more name calling, no more, no more dirty jokes, mm-hmm. no more whatever, uh, whatever it might be. You know? Are there any uh, other thoughts or advice or things we didn't discuss up to this point you would like to discuss before I kind of throw a couple more questions at you? No, I, I'm I'm good. So I guess I know there's somebody listening to this thinking to themselves, like that's, that's all everything that Rudy's sharing with us is great in theory. And I'm sure our our restaurants would be better if they actually operated like that. But I feel like a lot of people might be thinking to themselves, like that's a fairy tale. Uh, That's not the reality of our, of our industry and the, the likelihood of me going out there and finding enough angels <laughs> to get on my team that are willing to act in with this type of composure is nearly impossible. Uh, well, that, so what's your story? Yeah. That, what you just threw out is a story and I can imagine plenty of operators around the United States and frankly, even globally that might tell that story. However, I got to say from experience that story is not true. Mm-hmm. It's a the story is a belief, perhaps. What's way more true is to have the dialogue and provide the tools to then collectively say, "This is what we accept. That is what we don't." Yeah, and and this is now the culture truly is here's another trend instead of a fad is we've talked on my visits with you before about 
brand equals culture, culture equals brand. Mm -hmm. This is now my brand. So are we a harassment-free zone? Are we a harassment-free brand? Or are we, uh, that's too idealistic and it'll never happen. Yeah. I mean, I think what it comes down to is perception is reality. If you perceive that it's not possible, if you perceive it's a lot of woo-woo, like wishy-washy things that podcasts, hosts, and experts say to make themselves look more authoritative, then that's what you'll that's the reality of your situation. If you choose to show up every day with discipline to treat people right and to educate them and to provide structure and organization in a culture of caring in your business, and you perceive that that's a reality in a, a realistic goal, then you will obtain it if you show up every day and yeah. work towards it. I, yeah, let me let me say two other things then about that. One is to what you're saying is we're take we're moving from unconscious to conscious. Yeah. The other piece that really stands out for me is that this behavior that we're talking about is no different than a recipe for my biggest selling dish or the recipe for my biggest selling drink is if I want this repeated outcome, that is consistency of the dish, I need to follow the recipe, which means I need to train the team to follow the recipe and understand the difference between a tablespoon and a teaspoon and uh, an ounce and a cup, right? And so the behavior is no different. We have a recipe for behavior in the front of the house, in the back of the house, what we call the heart of the house, at the corporate office. Yeah, we have a recipe for behavior, and this is the recipe we adhere to as a brand. Now, unit to unit, region to region, regardless of my position, I follow the recipe. Awesome. Great stuff. Rudy, this has been a great conversation, um, and I can't believe we're already at uh, – almost 50 minutes of recording time. This was supposed to be a half hour. And I was like, yeah, we'll try to keep that. Uh, yeah, edit <laughs> but, that puppy down. Yeah, right. Uh, any last thoughts, anything uh, you want to share before we wrap things up and say goodbye? Uh, everyone deserves safe space. And what a great topic that we've talked about getting a harassment free work environment, a hostile free work environment. There are action steps we can take. This is a choice in behavior and there are tools to support it. And I'm thrilled to have had the time with you on the show today. So thanks. Oh, it's been an honor. It's always an honor to connect with you and to share your, your stories, your advice and your, man, you just, you've been around Rudy, you know, your stuff and I'm always better after listening to you. Um, Mm -hmm. so like always, uh, I just want to have a call to action. Uh, if, if you guys are interested in learning more about this topic of safe space, what you can do to protect yourself from harassment happening in your restaurants, uh, you can head over to, uh, Rudy Mick, that's two eyes, uh, Rudy M I Rudy with the Y I should spell it out or is it Mick.com? It's Mick.com. It's M-I-C-C-M-I-I-C-K.com. Uh, he has a lot of great resources over there. Um, and this is episode 395. So if you don't want to remember that, just head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 395. I'll have all the links right there. And if you're cool with it, Rudy, 
I would love to have you uh, join me on a webinar. Uh, we haven't discussed this prior, so I hope I'm not putting you on the spot uh, on yeah. safe space and what like what we can do in our restaurants today to create that safe space. Really dive no, into that'd be great. Time. I'd love it. Cool. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to have another webinar. These webinars, I'm going to try to do one a week on top of the three episodes I'm publishing. So ain't nothing to it, to, but to do it. But I feel like that's where the, the gold's going to be for you. My listeners uh, really diving in and really giving you an opportunity to connect with my, my network of just experts. So uh, look out for that well, webinar. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, let's all get unstoppable. Yeah, I dig it, man. All right. That's enough for today. Uh, thank you so much, Rudy, for sticking around this long. Uh, best way to connect with you. If we do want to connect, what is it? Uh, my email is rudy at mick.com, mick.com or the website and our phone numbers are on the site. Please give me a call again. Episode three ninety five. Rudy Mick. Thank you so much for joining me for the third time, man. There is no questioning. You are unstoppable. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, well, there's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Rudy, Mick, thank you for coming on the show, my man. Uh, I have a feeling this is not going to be the last time we hear from Rudy Mick. As a matter of fact, we were talking after the show. and We were talking about how uh, we we needed to, to get him back at least like multiple times a year. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. <laughs> if, if it's once a year, I'll be happy just because uh, you, you talk to so many people and you get a sense for those people who uh, genuinely care about making others in our industry better uh, and care about just the, the professional image that our industry gets. And Rudy is absolutely one of those people. He lives to serve. And uh, I want you, my audience, to be influenced by him. So uh, you will be getting more of Rudy on the show. And actually, uh, he agreed to come back and to dive deeper on safe space, uh, the idea of how to create safe space. And we're going to do a webinar where he takes us through uh, the material that he created on how to create that safe space in your restaurant. So if you want to join us for that webinar, it's a free webinar. It's going to be hosted on the 20th of November at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So that's 3 p.m. on the 20th of November Eastern time. Don't miss it. Rudy, myself will be there. You can ask him your questions. Uh, and he, he just... Even if you're not interested in harassment, I feel like it's worth coming to that webinar to pick something up from him. He's a very knowledgeable person. Uh, and I mean, what it would cost to, to hire him as a consultant, I don't know. But uh, you can join us and you can ask you his you or sorry, you can ask your questions for free. So take advantage of the opportunity to have his influence again, November 20th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. I'll have the links to the, to register for that webinar in the show notes. Uh, again, this is episode three ninety five. head over to restaurant and stop com slash three ninety five for that link to register for the webinar. I feel like I'm throwing a lot at you right now, but, uh, I hope you guys found value in today's conversation. I hope you like this, uh, format of, 
having an expert on the show to talk about a specific topic to dive deep. We're still going to have our restaurant tours on the show to share their story and their advice of what it takes to make it in this industry. Uh, but I do want to dive deep. I do want to make an impact by really pulling back multiple layers on one topic. And I hope we did that for you today. Shoot me an email at Eric at restaurantsunstoppable.com to give me some topics for discussion. Tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me what you want to learn more about. Tell me what you think will just be good. Maybe you you are already an expert on this topic and you want to contribute. Shoot me an email, Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable or Twitter, Instagram, Eric at or Eric Cacciatore on those platforms and Facebook slash Restaurants Unstoppable. Keep those five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. And uh, yeah, uh, spread the word. The best way you can compliment me and support this podcast is through sharing it with anyone you know aspiring to be great in the restaurant industry. And uh, I am accepting donations. Uh, this podcast is free. I want to keep it that way. I wanted to get as many people in front of you as possible, but it takes a lot of work and every little bit of support goes a long way. So thank you in advance. And uh, I think that's all I have to say. I love you all so much. Thanks for sticking around this long until next time. Peace out.